Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Randy, welcome back. We are back. We're back yeah. and better than ever. I think we're rusty. Probably I, rusty. I, let me speak to yeah. my, for myself. No, you're speaking for me too. Uh, yeah. I do have a joke though. Okay, so you're not rusty <laughs> at all. You're right. Well, we'll see. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What's a pastor's favorite dessert? This pastor's favorite is ice cream. Oh, Randy. Okay, folks. I gave him this exact same riddle through like four months ago, and you didn't get it then. No. <laughs> I told you the answer, the, though, so the, he forgot it. I'm the worst at jokes. All right, so you ready? Here's the hint. Yeah. You're close, actually, with ice cream. Yeah. But let's think about a pastor mm-hmm. and... Pasteurization. Another, another term... Another way, a form of getting your ice cream. If you were at a restaurant, it's not like a flavor. It's a a la no <laughs> a la mode. No, it's day of the week. It's as clear as I can get. And a Sunday. A Sunday. Ding 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 ding. There you go. I'm the world's worst. I told you. Okay. I don't do jokes he, i don't listen to them he doesn't remember I, I them i don't remember them I, they just it's all good they're fun it's all good they're usually bad they are bad i've got some other bad <laughs> ones stored up so listen um, Sundays. we are really glad to be back at this so first thanks to jordan yeah, for sure sittler and ray newland yeah. for helping us and you and i plugged away a little bit myself but yeah. um listen the people they just kept you know, harping. When are we going to have that? Po-? Actually, they gave up. I think after like two months, people were like, just they're done, tired again, <laughs> getting uh, the same answer. But <laughs> finally figured it out. A couple of things had to fall into place, and hey, here we are. Yeah. Um, new camera, new mics, and all that. Hopefully, it's working. Yes, we're going to find out. Yeah, we will. Um, so, what I'd like to do today here is not go all the way back to where we left off because it's been a while we've been through advent oh yeah actually i think the last time we recorded a podcast it was like i was preaching in matthew Matthew, the end of matthew's gospel Uh, well the end of uh, sermon on the mount yeah you covered actually you covered the end of the mount yeah that's right so that was i believe the last time but what i would like to do is do a little bit of recap in the psalms Mm -hmm. uh and then get us kind of up to speed I don't know when this Sounds one's good. gonna get posted this this episode. Um, so whether it's you know this current week or whether it's at the early next week, mm-hmm. hopefully this just helps get us back up to speed a little bit. Yeah. So are you ready? All set. Question number one, mm-hmm. going back to Psalm one. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm one, you covered Psalm one and two again because those two Psalms set the pace for the rest of the Psalms. Um, and so I think that was helpful. And one question that came in, actually, before I read it, let me just say this. We did get a handful of questions in the months we've been off, and I would like to get to them. Um, but this one in particular, I think, is helpful because it sets the Psalms up here mm-hmm. as we dive back in. So uh, Psalm 1, mm-hmm. um, let me see here. Uh, you, you made the statement that Jesus was the blessed man of Psalm 1. Mm-hmm the most blessed man that ever lived. Can you elaborate on that 
as I've never viewed Christ in terms of being a blessed, a blessed or happy, the happiest man. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because Isaiah 53 paints him as being a suffering servant, right. grief stricken, yep. um, all the torment of the cross. So how can someone say that Jesus is the blessed man of Psalm 1 when we know the life he lived? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good place for us to start to recap the Psalms and to think about the Psalms um, portraying, usually portraying for us prayers that Jesus was speaking um, by himself. Mm-hmm. So, but in Psalm 1, uh, where it's an introduction to the Psalter, what you have is a description of him first. And so he's blessed not because his life is only uh, experiencing good circumstances. He's blessed because of his relationship with God. In other words, in the Psalm 1, there's only two kinds of people. There's the righteous and the wicked. Mm-hmm. So he's the most righteous. So if you'd like to go there, probably that's the the most obvious way to point to Christ is to say of all the, you know, of all the righteous, righteous people, yeah. for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish is the way Psalm 1 ends. So I would say first, Jesus is that blessed man because he is the one that he lived the life being described mm-hmm. in the opening of the psalm like yep. no one else did. Yeah. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night and so forth. Yep. So so he's blessed not because he's he only has happy circumstances. Mm-hmm. He's blessed because of his relationship with God, and so everything about his life flourished, mm-hmm. especially the suffering and his death. Mm-hmm. which provides, as I'll say uh, tonight uh, to the faith family at the prayer time, his, uh, the, the death accomplishes propitiation for us, uh, for our sins. And so, um, you know, you talk about being blessed of God. He is empowered by God, for instance, uh, to accomplish God's will. And in this case, it's redemption for, uh, for all the righteous. So Yes, you just said his, in his... Uh, crucifixion and his death, he it flourished. Uh, so, I think I know where you're getting, you're going there. But that we, I don't think we would consider that blessed, right? So why why are we why are you saying that? Well, I'm saying it because of what uh, of what it accomplished. In yeah. other words, okay. here's Jesus being first of all the uh, the most God fearing person that's ever walked the earth. Mm-hmm. He's the most righteous person that's ever walked the earth. So he is the epitome of this blessed person who lives like this, walks not, uh, but his delight is in, that kind yeah. of stuff. Most of you are familiar with, you're probably familiar with Psalm 1. And so he is uh, the most blessed man. Yeah, and is it safe to say that the blessedness of Psalm 1 does not directly tie to the circumstances that you might find yourself in, the happiness of that? Like, our, oh, yeah, we can sure. have a joy despite... The circumstances. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole point, remember, you know, the, the reason why Psalm 1 is important is because Psalm 1 is the introduction to the, to the Psalter, mm-hmm. which means that these two kinds of people are going to uh, experience all of the, uh, the, the, the joys and the sorrows. Uh, and so all of the prayers that come out in the Psalms, mm-hmm. those prayers are often generated by terrible circumstances. Mm-hmm. So you've got righteous, you've got righteous people praying these prayers. So 
No, blessed does not mean uh, only great circumstances. Right. It means that you are accomplishing the will of God. God is walking with you and you're flourishing. And so, um, you know, if you happen to be one that's going through difficulties today, for instance, uh, make sure that you believe, verse 6, the Lord knows your way. He knows your way because you're righteous. You're righteous because of your relationship with him. So the hardship that you're facing is still a part of your redemption. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 And may I add that the Mm -hmm. psalm, so we've been teaching this sacred scriptures Mm -hmm. class for the next level and foundations. That's right. And the Psalms in the Hebrew ordering of the Bible was the first book in the third part of the Old Mm -hmm. Testament. And so a Christ-centered way to read the Psalms is to see Psalm 1 as pointing us forward to Jesus uh, as the fulfillment of, like you just said, this Psalm, the most blessed man. Yeah. You know, they're waiting for him uh, to come, and he fulfills, like, he fulfills that more than anyone else. Yes, he does. Ever did. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. So there. Good. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Um, I don't remember what psalm this next question is from, uh-huh. but I heard it. You said you heard it. The question, um, mm-hmm. the the vows in the morning, scrolling through my uh, right my digital Bible here. So the question essentially was, uh, the psalm ends um, something to the effect of, I'm, I make my vows to you in the mm-hmm, morning. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think the, the way that, I don't want to say it rubbed people the wrong way, or the, the question that was flagged in people's mind, mm-hmm. say that, was, wow, uh, you know, the, the challenge was, are we vowing things to the Lord? And the question in my heart is, Am I conf- how can I have confidence to make any kind of a vow as a fallen person who, man, I'm, I just, I don't plan on sinning or breaking a vow today, but, and I hope I don't, but I, I will. So I don't want to break a, I don't want to make a promise that I don't know I can keep. So where does that leave you? If you're um, not going to make a promise, do you think you're off the hook by not promising? And God says, oh yeah, he's okay. He didn't make a promise. So he really, you know. I can't really hold him to anything because he didn't make the promise. Yeah. Um, I'm only playing with him. I'm not. Yeah, yes. I'm not. I'm no, just no, no, saying, that's, what great, would that's I, great. What would God say to us? Yeah, yeah. You know, I would say to him, you know, Lord, I didn't make a promise to you. So, you know, I'm not accountable for anything. Yeah. And he would say, uh, you be God. I'll let you do it. It's uh, more fun I'll, being God than being the idiot. <laughs> I was, I'm happy being the idiot. Um, <laughs> what would God say? Yeah, what would he say? Um. Yeah, I think he. If I was in his shoes, I think I'd say, "Just do you like make the promise anyway?" <laughs> How's that? <laughs> it's good. Is it okay? Who Who knows what it'd be like? What God would say? Really? I mean, we're just yeah. Um, but I I I heard the comment too, and I appreciate uh, you know I appreciate the folks that were raising the question. The hesitancy to make a vow because you won't keep it is. Um, is going to lead you to, uh, it will lead you to less of a commitment than you really want to make. There, there's a reason why the Old Testament Psalm includes this vow. It's actually, it's in Psalm, uh, Psalm 61, if you, were, if you were looking for it. Yeah, so I just found it. It comes in two places. So um, 
verse 5, For you, O God, have heard my vows. And then at the end is the promise, So will I ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. Yeah. The reason why that that's, the prayer has that in it is because that's describing people that are so intense in their worship experience that they know that when they go to worship God, they owe him, they owe him their lives. Mm-hmm. And so there's no shying away from the vow because of they're unsure they can keep it. Yeah. They're not, they're not shying away from it. So for you to shy away from a vow in, in, because of your, uh, your self-knowledge of yourself is actually discounting what God is doing in your heart and the new creation that he's creating. So yes, you want to make your vows. You want to promise God. If, if, if we used other language, how about mm-hmm. if we did this? Uh, let me see if I can remember it. Um, um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer your bodies as a present sin. your bodies a living sacrifice to mm-hmm. God, holy mm-hmm. and acceptable, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because it's your reasonable act of worship. Yeah. So a lot of us are familiar with the language coming in the new in the New Testament Romans 12 is what I was trying to quote. Yep. So it's um, pretty good. It is pretty good. I mean, this is a pretty good verse, isn't it? Yeah. Uh that's that's a you know, that's God saying present your body a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The old theologians and preachers that I remember hearing uh, as a kid would say, you know the problem with putting a living sacrifice on the altar is mm-hmm. Do you remember how that goes? Did you ever hear that one? A walk off. Yeah. Is that it just gets up and walks off. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine a person saying in the New Testament, well, I'm not going to really, I'm not going to obey Romans 12, 1, because I know my heart, I'm going to put myself on the altar, but I'm going to walk off again. Yeah. Well, God knows that. Yeah. I think. He knows that. I do. I think the the hesitancy is the formality of the vow, like yeah. God today, I yeah. promise that yeah. I will not love money today. Yes. Like how, how formal is, yeah. are these promises that we're making to God? Yeah. Cause I think if you were to ask yeah. someone, will you, do you promise to yeah. offer God at your, your day, your body as a living sacrifice today? Yeah. yeah like I, I want to do that yeah. as my spiritual act of worship. Yeah. I want to offer that to him. Yeah. And I, so I think when we say promise but or vow, we yeah. think like, uh, like God today, I promise you this. Yeah. And I don't know if there's much of a difference, but there's a difference in the way that it's we might verbalize it. One seems more formal, like contractual, maybe than mm-hmm. the other. Which is why I would say do it to make it contractual. Oh my yes. And sign your name on the dotted oh, line. Oh my yes. Yeah. Sure, I would. Because my question is to to myself and anyone else. If you don't verbalize to God with this intentional, I I am going to not love money today, I think what you're thinking is that you'll just sort of live that out automatically. Yeah. You hope that that's a part of your walk with the Lord, but why would you think that? Why would I think what? Why, why would you My think thought? that you would automatically do it without the vow? Uh, because the Lord's been doing a work in my life and... Good. Um, you know, and how do you feel about money and him? Uh, I I want to not love money, and I want yeah. to love him. I think that's why you want to you you don't want to discount the vow. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because you are you're already aware of the work of God in your life, and so what's the risk in 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 promising it? What kind of vows do you think David is making here? Any like idea of what kind of vows he made? You know, you look you look through the Old Testament and you try to find specifics like that, and you might you might uh, maybe think of some of the offerings that are that yeah. are going to be presented. Something along those lines. Yeah, because um, I think, I think then like at least here's how my very mm. black and white mind mm. goes. Sure. Okay, well I'm gonna vow to God every morning or every day, and I don't even does it say every day? Mm-hmm. Day after just, day. Yeah, but like not. He says performing my vows. Like I've I made a vow to my wife mm-hmm. on our marriage day. Mm-hmm. I don't re state those things every day Mm -hmm. so are you if i'm are you arguing for that we should be making these promises to god daily or just promising god offering you know let's just use that love of money god i am not going to love money more than you so let's let's use an example of yeah let's say that a person listening that you're listening and and you actually you have a tendency to love money more than Mm -hmm. god Mm-hmm. to trust in money and wealth more than God, mm-hmm. then it's even more important for that person to make the vow. Every day. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, oh, yeah. as regularly as you need to. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I think that I think this is the type of thing where, you know, you've made the vow and you're going to, or, or and there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, obviously the person gets to, to a point where in the middle of their day, all of a sudden they're, they're hit with temptation mm-hmm. about money mm-hmm. and trusting it. What do they do in that moment? The best thing they could do in that moment is is um, repeat that vow. Yeah, mm-hmm. renew renew their vow. Renew the vow. Yeah, yeah it's a good way to think yeah. about it. Uh, so I guess the rub is for me anyway, mm-hmm. or and I think maybe in the minds of others is it feels legalistic if I'm going to make a vow all the time about everything. So not just the love of money, but let's just say it's the love of you know. So every day, the way I'm hearing you say, Jonathan, start every day by promising God that you won't love money, that you won't think a lustful thought, that you won't get angry, that you won't, you know, suffer despair or ha- have a doubt or and in like yeah. in an innumerable amount of things that if I don't start my day that way, I'm not doing this right. And I don't think that's what you're saying. No, what I, I would start with the most, uh, the most general, uh, the most general observation from the psalm and the thing that we learn from the psalm Mm -hmm. and remember remember where the pushback is coming from it's coming from a person who says i probably shouldn't promise god something that i can't keep and i'm going to say the opposite to that person you should be promising god your sanctification you should be putting sin to death i mean we can use other language yeah yeah. but i would be turning that around and saying oh Mm -hmm. wait a minute you're rationalizing you're, what you're really saying to God is this text doesn't apply to you because of your corruptness. And I'm going to say, no, this text does apply to you because you're a worshiper. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to, yeah. I don't want to stray away from the rub that you've yeah. used that term. Yeah. When the person came to me and said, wow, I don't know if I should, should I make a vow that I can't, that I know I'm not going to keep? What do you mean you're not going to keep it? Yeah. Of course you are. Right. Why in the world aren't you going to keep your vow? Yeah. Because you're, well... I know that answer right. is because uh-huh. I'm a sinner yeah. and I'm going to fall. Well, when you do, guess what? Evidently, uh, David, of all people, if, I don't know if he's yeah. even the one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, this was uh, one of David's. Um, 
David of all people knows what it what is what it means to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. So he's not perfect yeah, in his vow sure. keeping. No, he in, certainly in his case. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good. I think the most clarifying thing or helpful thing there that mm-hmm. that you said was don't view this psalm as if it doesn't apply to you because you're a sinner. Oh, it right. applies to you because you're a sinner. Yeah, and because you're a saint. Yeah. 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 That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I would say, too, just in general, when you when you wake up in the morning, this is the way I've been trying to put these psalms into practice beyond Sunday, mm-hmm. is to be thinking more along, what do I say to God in the morning? What I want to say to him in the morning is, you've bought me, paid for me, uh, I am offering myself as a living sacrifice. Now that could lead into all kinds of vow keeping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, you're welcome. So last one that'll at least catch us up. And like oh, I said, we may good. go back uh, in a future episode here mm-hmm. to some of the questions. But um, this is one that came in came to my mind this past week, Psalm 67. 67? Yep. Okay. Verse 6. Uh, the question you said, how do you, how do you, how do we know when the Lord's blessing? And you said, look out at all the fields, mm-hmm. right? The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. Um, so, if I understood you correctly, it was, and we know God's blessing when we see it in the fields. Mm-hmm. Um, what what happens when? It's not a good crop. Yeah, you're going to love or, this answer. Okay, good. Yeah, you're going to need a different psalm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Go. You're, actually, you're just yeah, going to yeah. need a different psalm. Oh, okay. So, so remember this is one this angle is, of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, it's a great okay. question because I, I, and if you remember correctly, and I know you, I listen, don't. you listen really well. I know I try. you try. And you had a busy weekend. Um, I said, I realized that there are, there are desert-like places. There's, there are deserts and there mm-hmm. are desert-like places. But the rationale of this psalm is get confidence of the future, gain confidence about the future blessing of God because of the way God has created the earth. So he's not talking about pockets of drought. He's actually talking about you've got a you've got a world that can build, uh, you've got a world that can create tremendous ha- harvest to feed humans and animals. So. That's really the angle of this. Mm-hmm. Look at the way God has blessed this earth to be able to provide food for all the inhabitants, most of the inhabitants. We know that there are terrible yeah. drought places. So, but what about for those who are not living in uh, an area where they see fields like we do here? They need a different psalm. Literally, it's, it's such a weak answer. So but you wouldn't say that like this is, you could... Um, it could be symbolic for other areas of increase, it could not be. just in the fields. It could be. Um, yeah, my, the reason why I answered the way I did is so that I wouldn't first press this psalm into every area. Mm-hmm. I would say this is this was appropriate for a particular time period, a particular geographic location. Yeah, very much. But so. you're exactly right. But the problem is now, what do you have to do? The earth has yielded its increase. Okay, that's that was the image that that this psalmist used. Mm-hmm. So which image are we going to use? Um, you know, you could uh, you could go to another text mm-hmm. and say, you know, look at the look at the lilies of the field, look at the you know the flowers. Profit the, margins uh, of the small business, yeah, the yeah. increase of, uh, you know, 
know, the family. The... Yeah, I was thinking of any place in Scripture where God promises to take care of His people. So, but what about like, like, could Job not have looked out his window and seen, dr- like, s- symbolically drought, despair, and yet he was, you know, we know from the backside of it, we know that he was blessed, right. But he could not have looked out and seen the fields with full heads of grain, because of because of his situation. Like his family's gone. Right. His you know all the hardship. All everything. Yeah. yeah. The hardship. So right. It feels to me like this is a this that's one way to look to see to look at the world to see God's hand and yeah. His grace and say God has been good and He has blessed. Um, but that feels circumstantial to me. It is. And not across the board and eat like, because the fields have produced increase, he is blessed. The fields have not produced increase. He is cursed. And it, but it could be that. It could be. Because of the prophets. So if we, you know, if we were going to spend a lot of time on this, one thing I would say is the prophets are really clear on why the crops fail for Israel, for instance. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you put all this, you put all this in bags that have holes in it. And so you put the grain in, but it just dumps out. So the prophets would be quick to say, this is not automatic. It depends on your relationship with God. This is why the connection with Psalm 1 is so important, by the way. I was just thinking Uh, that. Okay, good. No, go ahead. Because, no, I mean, all of us together, we're having a conversation about how to read the Psalms. And so of all the words, God, uh, the, the, uh, the title last time came from six and seven. God, our God shall bless us. God shall bless us. Mm-hmm. Well, that language is reminiscent of Psalm 1, 1. Yeah. Blessed is the man. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that the blessing of God is tied to our relationship with him. And so we go back to Psalm 1. Who is that mm-hmm. blessed person? Now right. it doesn't matter whether the crops are there or not. Right. That blessing of God is going to be there, and God will be mm-hmm. faithful. This particular psalm, though, just makes, and, and I think I used the word, this is empirical observation. The psalmist says, look, do you see that out there? Do you see Brubaker Field? Mm-hmm. That's, that's giving you confidence that God will bless his people. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that God created an earth like this. Mm-hmm. So, for you know, it's actually... And I appreciate you bringing this up. If you happen to be, and he's been using the Jonathan's been using the term like uh, sort of a figurative drought, or or a metaphor, met- a metaphorical mm-hmm. drought. If that's true of you today, one of the greatest uh, ways to gain confidence is to realize that what you're going through actually is temporary. That mm-hmm. more of what's in store for you is a harvest yeah, field big full fields. of corn. Mm-hmm. That's probably a theolo- a better theological way for us to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why these questions are really helpful because you know when you we spend a few minutes on these psalms and yeah. that's all we can do on a Sunday, but there's so much more that you can do when you start to think about, wow. But that was the oddest of breaks. Verse 6 was tough. Yeah. It is, yeah, for sure. It just doesn't read it doesn't read clearly like, oh, yeah, I see how you got from five to six. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I mean, I really had to think mm-hmm. that through. Like, what's, what is he doing there? Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. See that observation? 
that's the sign that God has great things in store for us. Yeah, and and that's really what the the psalm was getting at, asking God to bless us so that His name and reputation are really what what's praised. Yeah, and lifted up exactly. And we didn't we really didn't touch on it, uh, but a lot of the comments that I heard afterwards were. I'm really glad that we learned together that God blesses us because we're supposed to spread that blessing all yeah. over the world. Israel was supposed to do it. Yeah. It was they a great failed. reading of Genesis 12. Yep. Yep. They failed they to do it. We pick up the uh, responsibility in the church age and we run with this gospel all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Cool. All right. I'm going to keep praying for blessing. Yeah. So we can pass it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, well, we knocked some rust off. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, good. Well, listen, uh, let me knock some other rust off here. Okay. If you have any questions, please email those questions into podcast at cbcmj.com. I'll be happy to answer them. Um, Especially the questions that are trying to push that preaching portion beyond Sunday. How do we put this text into practice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's what this is all about. Um, taking the Sunday sermon on Sundays, meditating on it throughout the week. And this podcast usually will come out on Wednesday mornings so that it's a midweek kind of refresher. And actually, I'm glad to be back in the Psalms again. We missed it for a while. You promised, by the way, I do remember this, that we would be done by the done with the Psalms before Chase graduates high school. From college, did you say? High or school. grad school or school. his PhD? Yeah. Or? That was his question. Are we going to be done with this That's before so I graduate high school? And uh, Randy said yes. What year is he in? Uh, he's in eighth grade. So oh, my. He's not in high school yet. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, no, it's good to be back in the Psalms. I say that because just this this rhythm, this weekly rhythm, and I have missed this um, this time with Randall. So anyway, thanks for joining us. And yeah, we'll get back into a rhythm here weekly, Lord willing, and uh, keep coming at you with bad jokes and decent, hopefully good theology. Okay. All right. Love you guys. See ya. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.